on guys it's jake stevens and i'm back with another episode of catching fire and this one's special man this one's a good one uh bringing you a childhood friend of mine also great player in college had a very story career at uh the university of richmond um so i'm excited to bring this one to you um uh, let's get right into it here's our guest grant golden all right, so our guest here, like I said earlier, has a storied collegiate career at the University of Richmond, where he's the second leading scorer of all time. Only second, Grant? Come on. Uh, I he, know. Is the, <laughs> he is the only player in program history, though, with over 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds. On top of that, he's fourth in assists. Uh, he's a good friend of mine, someone I grew up with, uh, kind of patterned my game after. Uh, please help me in welcoming Grant Golden. Grant, what's up, man? How you doing, boss? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, I appreciate you hopping on. Dude. This, is, this is big. This is big for the people. <laughs> Excited to be here. So uh, before we you know, get into questions about college basketball and stuff, something that people may not realize is that dude, we, we created a deadly football program back in the day growing up. <laughs> We did, we did, <laughs> and let me, uh, so the people can know, um, I obviously have a little brother who plays yeah, college basketball, yeah. and him and Bryce were on the same team, and yeah. what did you guys do? You guys went undefeated and didn't have anybody score on you? Yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody scored on us, so, <laughs> yeah, it, it just wasn't fair, and then Grant played with my older brother, so it was just kind of like... You know, we just kind of grew up together there and just playing football <laughs> and eventually played basketball together, too. But I feel like we kind of started our relationship over football. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say those Charger days, man, are where it all started, which is weird because, like, I hadn't played any football uh, or any tackle football, at least yeah. up until that point. So, like, the fact that football is what, like, dragged me up there to West Virginia and <laughs> to start hanging out with you guys is really, really funny, honestly. Yeah, it's so different. So different, man. But, I mean, obviously at that time, you know, you're kind of growing up and we're playing basketball and stuff too. And, I mean, me and you both were kind of like bigger than everybody. And, uh, you know, obviously you talked about Bryce, you know, kind of in the same boat as us. We were all just kind of bigger than everybody. And, like, at the time you were definitely like one of the best players in the area. And then you decided to go up to St. James, kind of talk about why you felt that was the best move for you and Bryce. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think uh... – just the opportunity that St. James presented um, basketball-wise to go into a situation where the coaches are coming from Montrose Christian, um, which was one of the you know biggest names in high school basketball in the entire right. country, um, coaching guys like Kevin Durant, uh, Justin Anderson, Kevin Larson, guys who have done it gone to college, done big things. Um, you know, I think the opportunity to go up there with a coaching staff like that um, and play a big schedule uh, was was something that really intrigued us. And then obviously yeah. uh, on the academic side as well, um, you know, being able to get into a school like that and uh, get myself prepared for college and everything. I just felt like with that on top of the basketball, there really wasn't any reason why we wouldn't do that. And um, I always tell people it was probably one of the the best if not the best decision i made in my life um yeah. to go up there and and we we really are super thankful every day for that opportunity yeah that's awesome i mean it's so close to home really from where from where we were i mean it's what was it from you i mean it's only like 30 minutes from my house so yeah i was about to close say to it was uh, about an hour a little under an hour for yeah. us so so i you mean, know to be able to to get that experience and 
still kind of be close to home is, you know, like you said, it's just a, you know, awesome for you guys. So Exactly. So going into your senior year there, um, you know, you finished your senior year. I think you were Washington County Player of the Year or something. Yep. Something like that. Yep. Um, so I'm sure you had a lot of schools calling. What kind of steered you towards Richmond? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I had a lot of offers uh, at the, like, mid-major, low-major level. Um, you know, I wasn't really recruited by uh, any power fives or anything mm-hmm. or nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, so Richmond was probably my biggest offer them and, uh, George Washington. Um, you know, I had a couple other schools in the A-10, but, uh, you know, I was born in Richmond. Um, we loved Richmond. Uh, my parents, friends and everything, uh, all lived down here. So we loved coming back here and everything. So I knew if, you know, Richmond or VCU ever came around that I would be super interested in doing something like that. Right. Um, once they ended up offering, uh, towards the end of my last year of AAU, um, you know, I went down there, got on a visit and everything and, you know, loved coach Mooney, loved the staff, loved the school. And then obviously, you know, as you know, being a big with a, a unique skill set like yourself, like, you know, the idea of running the Princeton was something that really intrigued me. And I just felt like overall, um, across the board, like there was no better situation for me to be in. And that's, that's sort of what drove me in that direction. Yeah. I mean, dude, the Princeton offense for guys like us is like a dream. Exactly. You, know, you just always have the ball in your hand, always making plays. So yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's kind of the same reason why I went to VMI was just, you know, coach kind of told me, Hey, we'll put the ball in your hands and let you make plays. So yeah, not too many places in the country are bigs going to know they're going to get the ball every single time down the floor. So to just have that opportunity to be in that, um, I, I don't know what else you could ask for as a, as a skilled big. Yeah. And so this is funny. Uh, going into my, I want to say it was junior year. I'm pretty sure it was junior year. We were kind of making some changes and, um, you know, I was going to try to take on a bigger role and coach, coach pulls me in one day and he starts showing me film of Richmond's offense. <laughs> and I'm like, coach, what are, you, what are we doing here? He's like, well, I want you to watch their big man. I'm like, I know they're big man. <laughs> so like now we start running hands and all this stuff. So yeah, yep. you guys, cause that's exactly where we got it from. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know your coach is is good friends with Coach Mooney, and they know each other pretty yeah. well. And uh, yeah. I mean, he has the he has the utmost respect for for your coach and, and what yeah. you guys did down there. It was awesome to watch. Yeah. So I appreciate you for putting in hands for us. That, that, that was big. <laughs> <laughs> so you get up there to Richmond. You go through. Uh, you, you get a couple games into your freshman year, um, and you end up having a red shirt due to a heart issue. Talk about just how that kind of weighed on you mentally and, you know, how you're doing today with it. Is that something you still face? Yeah, no, it was definitely tough. Um, You know, I'm super lucky to not have any problems with it now. haven't had any problems since. Um, It was really just something that hadn't shown itself and something that, you know, I didn't feel or really have an issue with up until that point, um, that day that I passed out on the court. Um, But, yeah, it was super tough, obviously, you know, especially with – we had such a good team that year. We had TJ Klein, who's my best friend, um, mm-hmm. who won player of the year. We had Sean Dre, who was third team all-conference. Buck, uh, DeMonte Buckingham was rookie of the year. We had such a good team. Um, we finished third in the A-10 that year. And, you know, had we had won 
um, you know, two or three games throughout the year, um, we're probably looking at an at-large bid. Um, right. So obviously that was tough because I felt like, especially towards the end of the year, um, just because TJ had to play so much and was so gassed, like there's so much on him. Like, I mean, he was really worn down by the end of the year. So the fact that I couldn't be in there to, you know, give him a break or help out was super tough. But um, I think I made the right decision in terms of redshirting. And, uh, you know, that year really helped me sort of launch pad my career there and what I was able to do at Richmond uh, in terms of just getting in the weight room. Um, you know, I put on 20 pounds going into that year. Um, I was, you know, absolutely 100% ready going into the next year and everything. So just in terms of um, my personal development, that redshirt year was huge for me. And, um, you know, obviously I wish it wasn't like that. And I wish, you know, I could have played and finished out that year with those guys. But um, the way it all shook out, you know, I, I couldn't have. I think it was it was great for me to, to yeah. be out here and sort of get prepared so right so how how were you able to kind of stay focused and you know stay driven throughout that time because um, obviously like you said you come back uh your next year um as a freshman again right yep and yep. then you end up i mean you're earning multiple rookies of the week in the a10 which is a big conference i mean how were you able to stay so driven throughout that time yeah you know i think uh, a lot of that is a testament to uh to tj um you know him having his senior of the year there and him, you know, being such a close friend of mine, uh, the idea, you know, obviously that he wasn't going to be there next year kind of motivated me throughout that year um, that, you know, I wanted to sort of pick up exactly where he left it off at. Um, you know, I'll never say, I always tell him too, like, I'll never say like, nobody will have a good, as good of a year as he did um, that year. He won player of the year, but uh, you know, everything that he did for our team and everything that, you know, he was putting out there on the floor every single night, um, it was hard not to be motivated uh, and just, you know, trying to pick it up as much as I can right where he left it the next season. Yeah. So that was my biggest thing. Um, you know, they're expecting when a freshman comes in for there to be a drop off. So I think I sort of used that as fuel and sort of wanted to make it, you know, the least amount of drop off as possible. That's sweet, man. That's really cool. So after, you know, you have a very successful then, you know, freshman year, uh, sophomore year, junior year. So most people would be looking to transfer, you know, go to a power five conference. Uh, did that ever cross your mind and what kind of made you stay at Richmond? Yeah. So um, my red shirt freshman year. So those first two years that I actually played, um, we, we we had really tough years. We, we had 20 lost seasons back to back. Uh, you know, we had some injuries, we had some guys transfer out, um, sort of everything that we thought was going to sort of shake out and how things were going to go. It just didn't go that way. Um, and then we came back into that junior year and it was going to be the first year that everybody was really healthy. Um, and we had Blake who had transferred in from Wagner and he had sat out the previous year. So it was going to be his first year playing and, you know, it wasn't just me, it was a credit to all our guys as well. We just sort of felt like if we got out there and sort of put out on the floor everybody that, you know, we had seen in practice and we knew what guys were capable of, if we were able to have everybody out there that we were gonna be able to do something special. And, you know, we did um, that junior year, we went 20, 24 and seven, um, best record in school history, best finish in A-10, 
Um, you know, we only finished behind uh, Dayton, who had Obi Toppin and all those guys who were incredible. Right. Um, and, you know, we were pretty much a lock, uh, at least we felt. And from what we had seen on, you know, all the brackets and stuff, we were pretty much a lock to go to the tournament as an at-large. Um, and then, unfortunately, COVID shut down all the tournaments and everything yeah. like that. So I think, you know, being able to have that season um, and be able to have that success with the guys that, that we had and we knew what we were capable of and then to have it all taken away there is sort of what motivated everybody to come back and and sort of get that opportunity and i know i personally had some some opportunities to go to power fives and um you know i know gilly and other guys on the team did as well but i think everybody you know just the idea of sticking together and sticking with it and being able to try and accomplish what we set out to do with that group at richmond um, is really what drove all of us to to sort of stay there and, and try and finish it out. Yeah, I mean, that 2020 season, there was so many good teams. It felt like even from the Southern Conference, we had the, the ETSU team. That was going to be really, really good. And I mean, just for them not to have a chance in the tournament, that's just crazy, crazy. Yeah. To imagine how that would have felt. Yeah, it was super tough. And obviously, you know, as you know, being someone who's in it and stuff, um, you know, everybody got screwed uh, yeah. somehow, some way. And then the next year, which was like technically what they we call the COVID year, where we were right. you know, doing all the testing and going into quarantine and doing all this different stuff, you know, everybody really, really got the short end of the stick yeah. um, at some point throughout the year. So it was tough, man. It was tough. Yeah, it was, it was certainly a crazy year. I mean, I mean, we were going into our tournament and coming off like we had been great with COVID the whole time and then going into the tournament we have like we have to shut down for two weeks and it's just like just ruins the whole flow so those no. two years were rough those two years were definitely no doubt different time to be alive for sure for sure so so then you know you kind of you go through you come back and then you have you know another successful two years but um did your role change kind of later in your career there at Richmond or, you know, how would you describe your past two years? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think it changed, but I think, you know, like I said, the first two years when we, we had back-to-back 20 lost seasons, um, you know, we had this is well, the second year, at least, uh, we had Demonte Buckingham transfer out. Uh, we had Quan Ford transfer out, who was, who was a starter for us. Um, Nick Sherrod tore his ACL. Uh, so there were just a lot of things that, you know, happened that we weren't really expecting to. And the first year, um, that we had the 20 losses, like, you know, regardless of how much talent we thought we had, like we were super young. Like I had never played college basketball, uh, or played that, you know, started and had a role like that. Jacob Gilliard, who we were relying on was a fresh incoming freshman. Um, so we were just super, super young. Um, but so, you know, when those years were going on um, and me and Gilly kind of kind of took on the role of, of being the main vo vocal point on offense, um, that's just sort of what we had to do. Um, you know, that's just sort of the roles that we fell into and yep. uh, um, sort of what we had to do. And then, like I said, once we got to that year where, you know, Blake's coming out um, with us after sitting out for a year, um, Nick's back uh, fully healthy coming into that year. Me and Gilly are out there. Nate, um, KO, our four-man, has really grown and become such a better player since he was a freshman. I think just going into those final couple years, 
we finally had guys who were were ready, um, guys who had gotten so much better, and and guys who were already proven. So I think we just had so much offensive talent um, all around the floor that everybody's role changed a little bit, and um, we sort of adjusted to what we had. And you know, especially that first year where we went 24 and seven, it was it was really really good. We were really good offensively, really good defensively, and. Um, sort of that chemistry that we had really showed out there every night. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as you get older, you kind of see different things and you just kind of have to learn to adapt with what the team needs. And I think you've done a great job of that. For sure. For sure. That's what it's all about, um, especially, you know, um, I'm sure as you'll you'll see this year being with a new team and everything, that's what it's all about, man, in college basketball is just figuring out what you have and figuring out what you need to do in terms for your team to win whether that's scoring 20, whether that's scoring 12, whatever it may be. Um, but it's it, it was definitely definitely an adjustment, but definitely a good adjustment. So then this past year, you guys had a very successful season. You get to the to the tournament, the A-10 tournament, and you know, you guys kind of have a magical run there to win it. What what was that kind of like? Did you guys have a feeling that you're getting hot at the right time? Talk a little bit about that that tournament run. Yeah, no, I mean, it was amazing, obviously, with everything we've been through uh, with injuries and all that good stuff. And, um, you know, the the idea that guys like myself and Gilly decide to come back for another year um, and we all decide to come back together and do one more year um, for us to be able to accomplish that was it, it meant everything. Um, it was obviously by far the, the best, best feeling that I've ever had with basketball. Um, in my entire life uh, but I mean it was awesome you know I I thought we were we were kind of very up and down um, going into the tournament um, I thought we had shown some some improvements in some areas and some areas where I thought we would have been a little better we weren't um, but it's funny you know we went into it and this is a credit to our coaches and everybody on our squad like you know we felt very confident regardless of whatever seed we were in the A-10 tournament um, with our experience and everything, we were going to be able to make a run. And, you know, we had a uh, we had a radio show. They do a radio show with Coach every Monday, and they had me and Gilly go um, the week of the tournament. So we went there, and then me and him were driving back uh, to our apartment, and we were talking about it, and, like, we were like, dude, like, we just, like, if we get hot or if we play good defense, like, like we are, we're the oldest and most experienced team out there by far. Yep. Um, like it was just like, it wasn't even a thought of like, oh, we're the six C, like we got to play so-and-so, we got to do this. Like, it was like, no, people got to play us. Like that, exactly. that's really what it was. Um, exactly. And, you know, I was talking to Mojo before and I was like, if we can just get to the weekend, we're, we're going to win it. And he was mm -hmm. like, no doubt. He was like, if you get through the first two games, he was like, we're, we're going to win it. And, you know, we really believe that with the offense we run and the experience we had, like we felt like it was too hard for teams to sort of prepare for that on such short notice and everything. So um, obviously you got to go out there and take care of business in game one. And, you know, we had a little bit of a scare there, but we, we pulled it together. And then obviously VCU being our second game, you know, that's not just a A-10 tournament game. That's a rivalry. That's like city that's that's respect on the line and everything so like that was like our super bowl um so like we got there and 
we were able to beat them and you know the immediately once we got back into the locker room it was on to the next one like we okay. knew once we got through that game second game and got to the weekend like there was nobody that was going to be able to to stop us at that point with our experience that's sweet yeah, that's awesome just to you know get on that run and just have a whole group of guys just come together in that way is just something special and i really only think it happens in college basketball which is why it's so much fun uh make it through the tournament win the a10 tournament uh so it means you get a birth into the march madness you get the first round matchup with iowa in your eyes, is that like a good matchup for you all? Are you are excited? You're taking that same, you know, dog into this fight? What do you think? Yeah, for sure. You know, I think uh, obviously, you know, being a mid-major school and everything, anytime you play one of these power five teams, regardless of who it is, you're, you're going to have to play um, a, a really, really near perfect game to uh, come out on top. Um, you know, Iowa, super talented team. Obviously, Keegan Murray is in incredible. Um, you know, I don't think, uh, you know, I outside of John Collins my freshman year, I don't think I've seen anybody uh, more offensively gifted than him. Yeah. Uh, his ability to score at all three levels. And, you know, even with so much attention on him and everything, all the other guys on their team are really, really good ball players. Um, so they're obviously super talented offensive team um, and everything. But, you know, I think going into the game, we felt very confident in terms of, of our side of the ball on offense. You know, they weren't great defensively. They were OK, but they weren't great defensively. So going into, you know, a short, um, short period of preparation, we felt like our offense could, could sort of take advantage. And, you know, it was a low scoring game. Um, we got looks that we wanted and we got our backdoor cuts like we usually do and everything. And I mean, we we grinded it out on defense. Um, you know, big thing for us was transition. And uh, we did all right in that. Probably could have done a little bit better. But, you know, we rebounded the ball really well in the second half. Yeah. And uh, we, we just made it tough, man. You know, I think uh Keegan Murray I mean I don't know what it, the numbers were but their record when he had over 20 points was a lot better than when he had under 20 points and then up until like the final 10 seconds when he had a you know bucket that we sort of gave away because we weren't trying to foul because we were up mm -hmm. like he had 19 so we did our job and made things tough for him and everything and um really just grinded it out man yeah anytime you play a high major like that um you really just you have to have that perfect game, like you said. It's just, you know, so once again, for y'all to just kind of keep this run going, it's just been, it was super special to watch. And it was just awesome because, you know, at times it was like, Richmond's got it. Richmond's going to win this thing. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Just, you knew it kind of going into the game. Like, that's that's a good matchup for Richmond. So, for so sure. then take me through, take me through the pre draft process. Um, you know, kind of what was your experience there getting workouts and stuff? And how, how'd you like that? Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of fun, man. Um, I think, you know, obviously it's a grind and it's long and um, lots of travel. And, you know, you're you're going to one side of the country one day and then you might, you know, some team calls, you might be going back to the to other coast uh, to work out the next day. So there's some long days, there's some long travel. But, um, you know, once you, you sort of sit back and realize, like, you know, you're a very, very small percentage of uh people who get to experience this it's it's super um you know just gratitude thankfulness everything of that so really fun 
Um, you know, I thought I had a, a great experience. I got to do seven or eight workouts, um, kind of got to, to do a variety, um, got to go to Golden State and work out, you know, anytime you get to go into a, a organization like that, obviously while they were in the finals too. Um, right. So they were prepping for their for their next game in the finals. So all their guys were in the gym and, um, you know, everybody was sort of around. Um, to sort of see that was was really awesome. Going to DC here, um, sort of close to home and knowing a lot of people in the gym and everything. Like, you know, I just had a wide, wide range of experiences in terms of my workouts and they were all super fun in their own way. Um, and yeah, I really, I super thankful um, yeah. and just couldn't have asked for a, for a better, smoother experience in, in my eyes. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. I mean, a lot of travel, like you said, but I'm sure at the end of the day, it was all worth it. No um, doubt. So then to, to, you know, come into Summer League, obviously you get a call to, to play for the Hawks Summer League team. Uh, just talk on that experience. Yeah, it was it was good. You know, um, I I worked out with them. They were actually my, my very last workout. Um, and I, I had a great workout with them, probably – probably my best workout honestly um during the whole process and you know i talked to their gm right there on the court after and um i knew that they were they were definitely very interested in having me for summer league and everything and you know come draft night and stuff they were they were calling my agent and um they were excited about me and you know that was that was what it was so i decided to go out there with them and it was, it was a good experience you know um got some minutes got to play a little bit um, it was, it was fun, man. You know, again, another situation where, uh, once you get out there and, and you really think about it and think about, you know, how many people aren't going to ever get to experience this in the basketball world, um, you, you're super grateful for it. And, uh, <laughs> Vegas is certainly always an experience when you go out there. Um, but it, it was fun, man. I, I enjoyed it. So do they, do they still do... So like you had just one summer league, uh, like tournament, right? Yeah, yeah. So they gotcha. do. Um, there's. Um, they used to have one in Orlando, which yeah. didn't happen this year, um, but they had a California Classic. So five teams, I believe, were out in San Francisco at uh, Golden State's place, and they played. And then uh, there was another one. Uh, like two or three days before Vegas that was in uh, Salt Lake City. So Utah had a couple teams out. Um, so some teams were out there, played in those, and then uh, everybody everybody flew out to Vegas. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet. So so what are the next plans for you, if you can say? If not, then we get it. But uh, you got any plans for the future? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I sort of know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to say anything just because, you know, nothing has been announced or signed or anything like that. But uh, I'm going to be playing basketball here. It should be coming out or being announced in the next couple of days. But um, it's really an opportunity that I'm excited for. And, uh, you know, I think it's a good opportunity for myself and everything. And uh, the ball bouncing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's all you can ask for. So um, I'm super excited for it and super, super excited to get going. Yeah, well, I mean, it's awesome to see a guy, you know, he grew up close with and obviously from the same area as me uh, do so well. So keep me, keep uh, leading the way for, for guys like us, man. I appreciate you. 
Definitely, definitely appreciate you, boss. And you know, I'll be uh, I'll be tuned into some Chattanooga games this year. Excited yes, to see what you guys can do. Tune in. All right, Grant. I appreciate you for hopping on, man. Definitely, man. Thanks for having me. That was the Grant Golden interview. Super uh, happy to hear back from him. Uh, you know, like I said, one of my good friends growing up. Uh, played a lot of football and stuff together. Uh, so glad to get him on here and appreciate him for helping out. Uh, so we'll jump right into our uh, end of the end of the podcast questions. Uh, got these from a few from Instagram. So let's see what we got here. Uh, first one, AJ Carr. How have you embraced adversity in your career and how will you apply that to life? Uh, great question, AJ. What's happening? Um, appreciate you supporting the pod. I have to get you on here soon, dude. Um, how have I embraced adversity in my career? Uh, I mean, everybody has their own things that causes challenges to them and, you know, makes them tougher. Uh, a big part of that for me was just VMI in general, and um, it kind of made me into the man that I wanted to be and that I've become and just showed me that, you know, if you stick to your schedule and you do something every single day, and you just make that contract with yourself, then, you know, you can, you can get through a lot of stuff. And how will I apply that to life? I mean, you know, I'm a very regimented person now. I like to stick to my schedule. So uh, I like to think that, you know, I'll just take that with me and just, you know, anytime I'm going through something, I'll just, you know, have my day laid out and just go through my day and just, you know, keep my head down and keep working. I think that's the biggest thing you can do. Um, let's see here. Court Grove three on Instagram. Shout out to you. Appreciate you for uh, sending in the question. Did you play other sports growing up? Yes, I played football and baseball growing up. I played baseball until I was probably 12. I was a pitcher, um, had nothing but a fastball, could not throw a curveball. And I could only throw it pretty much straight down the middle. So, but it was pretty fast. It was pretty, it was pretty hard. Um, I played football until I was uh, in eighth grade. Um, I was on the line. So once I realized that I could not be a tight end anymore, I think I decided, uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and give this up. It's not for me anymore. So, yes, I did play those two growing up. Uh, two more here. How does NIL work? Um, this is from my brother, RJ. Shout out, RJ. Uh, just got married this past week. Um, NIL is it's pretty interesting. It's kind of a, a free world. But as of right now, it's, uh, for me at least, I've been reaching out to a lot of companies. Um and just kind of waiting to hear back and see if they have that type of program set up. If they do, we kind of work with something and they normally have a going rate. Um, if they don't, it's kind of, hey, I'll help you. I'll post some stuff on Instagram. Hey, I'll do, I'll do this. And in exchange for goods, it's at least for me, not a whole lot of money changing hands. It's more of, hey, we'll send you this. Hey, we'll send you that. If you do this, um, obviously that's the big <clears throat> kicker is that you have to do something in return for them. And uh, so that's been pretty cool for me to experience, you know, this new wave of the NCAA. Uh, last one. Um, oh, no, that was the last one. Sorry. Uh, so that's pretty much all I got for the questions this week. We'll go with uh, our catching fire of the week is football. Football is so back. Um you know, the NFL is kicking off. We got a couple games this weekend. 
Um, and I don't think we'll have a weekend without football until after the Super Bowl. So, you know, excited to get football back. Once again, I appreciate you guys for listening. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, my name is Jake Stevens. This is Catching Fire. Find me on all socials at JakeStevens0. Please leave that five-star review. Leave us a comment. Shoot me some questions on Instagram, on Twitter, whatever. And uh, be sure to listen in next week. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Peace.